0: You think we should, <laughs> we should do it like I told you. <laughs> it doesn't say. <laughs> you. you should <laughs> what we, we want to do Oh, that sounds good. What do you want to be when you grow up? Hopefully your answer is going to be better than sunshine, although that's a pretty good answer. So everybody's concerned here around the table. They're going to be my worst podcast. I am sitting here around the table with Rachel, Leah, and Elizabeth. What have you guys been doing for the last... How, has it been six months? It's less than that.
1: Since January. So six, six months.
0: Yeah. What you guys have been doing that people, that like nobody knows?
1: Um, we've been doing nutritional counseling.
0: So you're in a year-long program to learn everything and anything about supplementation, about food, about what are you guys doing?
1: I mean, it's kind of all of the above. So like how the GI system functions, and then the supplementation and food that goes into that.
0: So this is probably not going to surprise anybody, but Lay going to do all the talking. <laughs> Rachel's going <laughs> to nod, and Elizabeth's going to laugh. <laughs> That's problem, right? You <laughs> got it. <her. laughs> so, what is the thing we'll go around in a circle? What's the thing that surprised you the most so far about what you've been, what you've learned? And don't be feel don't be afraid to have like. A stupid answer or a stupid question. Because we sat down in this room months ago and we just talked, and it was like one of the best meetings we ever had, pretty eye opening. And I don't even remember how we had gotten on the subject, but we were getting heavy into the gut and how it directly correlates with some of the diseases that we see in here, which is probably a missing piece that's in your education. Or am I wrong? Have they been going over diseases and all of that?
1: Been going through a lot, a of, lot diseases. of diseases, so that was like probably the thing that I was most surprised with was it wasn't just about like diet and like easy supplementation. It was like a lot of intense diseases, and I mean, I think that this continuing education was meant for more so doctors, <laughs> so we were just kind of thrown into it. Um,
0: but yeah, it's been good for us, that. I think. What was your most surprising thing, Rach?
2: I would say how everything was very connected. So the immune system is connected to the gut, and pretty much, like you said, all even the diseases are super connected to. Like even if they have something that's very intense, usually it comes back to the gut or the immune mm-hmm. system.
0: Mm. Elizabeth,
3: I agree with Rachel. I think everything is connected, um, and especially since we just learned in the last segment they went back to birth it it comes from birth Mm. and I think a lot of people don't think of that they don't realize how important lifestyle everything everything plays into your health
0: Mm -hmm. yeah my wife just had a baby that's why we intentionally do some of the things that we do Um, one of the things that's hard for people to understand especially in the medical community but it's like the further and further away you get from the natural way of doing things, the more disease kind of manifests itself. Mm -hmm. I understand interventions are needed, but our goal in the birth plan is the least amount of interventions as possible. Let's let mom and baby do their thing. And it hopefully will set them out for the most healthy life possible.
3: That's right.
0: Um, Let's talk about some of the successes you've had because I've kind of thrown you guys a few patients that I thought would, would go well with you and you guys have had some overwhelmingly positive reviews so far. So way to go. What are you doing with patients here?
2: A lot of accountability for patients. Um, just to uh-huh. have someone to talk to and make sure they're doing the right thing is, I didn't realize
1: how important that was to some people.
0: And mostly weight loss?
1: Some, Yeah, but, like, we're seeing somebody today who she's, that's not her main goal. Mm-hmm. What's her yep. main goal? I think she's having thyroid issues. Mm-hmm. So I, that's honestly a lot of accountability with making sure she takes her supplements. Right. Because she was not doing a super great job of being able to, like, swallow the pills right. and just stay up with it.
0: Yep. One of the things I like about what we're doing here is that we're going to get some accountability with... um without having to pay a doctor for it, right? So that was part of the reason why we had set this up. If we can have someone who's trained underneath me and through nutritional systems, then they may not have to take doctor's time or pay doctor time money to try to get to where they want to go. I think some people really like that, and other people kind of push back on that. Can you guys give me your opinion on, like, why Why would you think it's better to see you than to see me?
2: I think we do a good job at working with Dr. Caleb. So we kind of do more of the behind the scenes, like checking on their diet, seeing if they're doing their supplements, whereas he's doing more of the treatment and we kind of check in with him at times. So Mm -hmm. it's helpful to do it that way so that we're not doing all the doctoring. Your care is still under the doctor.
0: Right. And that was probably one of the main intentions for me is like, making this an extension of what I do and trying to help people be more successful in in their goals. The other thing that I think you guys do really well, maybe even better than I do, because you take a little bit more time at it, it's like asking the patient, what is your goal? What do you want to do? And getting a clearer picture of where they want to get to. And then I can come in and say, okay, if that's where you want to go, you're going to have to do this, this, and this. And then you guys keep them going on that. And then if it's not going right, then I get to change it.
1: It's a lot of like establishing like objective markers.
0: Yeah. what is an objective marker? I don't think people understand what an objective marker is. I pre I pound this into your guys' brains all the time.
1: Yeah, I mean an objective marker is like something that's measurable. So like weight, waist to hip ratio. Um I'm trying to think of some other ones we use, Rach. Can you think of any?
0: lab marker blood pressure so many
1: yeah like literally anything like literally just the way that your skin looks your diet like how that's improving so it's a lot of like establishing those from the very beginning so you can kind of encourage the patient each time they come back because like honestly a lot of the times they don't even see the progress that they're having they're so stuck on (laughs) they're not 100 percent better within like the first month
0: i try to tell people this and it's good that this is getting recorded because I've had to repeat it a lot of times. When you have chronic disease, your subjective meter is very unreliable. And I know you guys see that too. Elizabeth, you've been treating patients for longer than I have. Well, How long, long have you been in masseuse? Uh,
3: 2008. I yeah,
0: longer than I have. I graduated at IU in 2009. So oh, okay. 2013 was when I started patient care. But it's really hard when somebody has chronic pain for them to um, subjectively measure it accurately. And you have to, I just tell, um, like when I have interns that come in here and watch me and sit around and watch what I do, I always remind them, you you don't ask them if they're better, you need to show them that they're better. And you can't do that unless you had an established baseline of an objective marker. So what are the things in your guys' education that you're looking forward to to learning the most that you haven't yet? What subject or topic do you have a hole in your education game that you're like, I want to learn more about this?
1: I mean, right now we're just tapping into the immune system, which is really fascinating because, like Rach mentioned earlier, um, it, like, totally ties in with the gut and everything. So that's actually, like, really expanded my view already.
0: So you first did gut. Mm -hmm. now you're on immune
1: no so we well we did gut and then we did the nutritional lifestyle one so that was like it was good to start with the gut and kind of see those diseases and then tie in like the diet like elimination Mm -hmm. those sort of things and then now we're starting into the immune
0: how many education modules are there how many systems like five or six five something like that Yeah. and you're gonna take a year to go through all of them Mm -hmm. is there a specific diet that you guys are learning to prescribe to patients
1: Mainly the Mediterranean diet.
0: Why the focus on that one?
1: I think it's just the one that they think is the most like um, broad and also has just the best outcomes. Mm -hmm. They even focus in like you do on how um, like eating together, like with family (sighs) and friends is important and uh, they hone in on like fish and nuts, so.
0: Well, I remember when Mediterranean diet got popular was when I was in school, and that was one of the largest factors of it was that they actually took time to sit down and eat with Mm -hmm. friends or family. It wasn't hammering a salad behind the steering wheel of your car to your (laughs) next thing. And they, I'm I'm guilty of that a lot of times. So sitting down and actually having a meal, which is something we do here at the office, kind of organically that just kind of happened. We have a small break room and we all kind of funnel in there. We don't have enough room. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> next next building we build, <laughs> it will have a real kitchen in it, and we'll intentionally eat food.
2: No microwave. <laughs> no microwave.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hate the freaking microwave. Um, And I think one of the coolest parts about this is, like, what other office has a farm that is making the food that you guys are learning about, and we're harvesting food, like, right now? Yeah. right? much food we got
2: a lot it's coming our way
0: so we have a rachel's husband is our farmer and we have a problem and that is um we are gonna have way more food than we know what to deal with which is a good problem i'd rather have that problem than not have enough yes so we'll try to figure out a way to um let everybody know and distribute but i think the big part is the education and like why is our piece of lettuce more important or better for you than the one that you're going to get at Kroger. Can you guys speak to that at all as far as what you've been learning?
2: Yeah, you guys all looked at me. (laughs) Um, So pretty much what they're doing at the farm is regenerative farming. So they're not only focusing on how they're growing the produce with no chemicals, no fertilizers, um, but they're also focusing on feeding the land. So they're putting cover crop into the land they're giving the soil the microbes that it needs to flourish as well as the food. And those soil microbes are then feeding the food that you're going to eat. And that's the most important part.
0: So each season, if we do this right, each season, the food will be more nutrient dense than the last. Yep. Kind of like sourdough bread, right? When you start (laughs) it, it just (laughs) gets richer and richer as you go. Yep. That's pretty brilliant.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. And, um, well, let's talk about all of the different food types that we have that are coming soon. I, it wasn't my intention when we started this. I wanted to talk about what you guys were all doing, but what's coming out of the farm right now?
2: A lot of grains, lettuces, spinach, um, beets. We'll have carrots soon, peas. And then coming up soon will be more broccoli, cabbage, oh boy, green beans. Mm-hmm. All kinds of stuff. And then a whole bunch of tomatoes, cucumbers. So
0: So has your education talked about what those foods do in your body yet?
1: A little bit. We tapped into that with the nutrition
0: one. The Say it again, Elizabeth.
3: The elimination diet. Because you just don't know what is affecting people.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, from my experience treating patients, one of the – problems we have is that food is not really what it looks like and so most people have issues towards certain foods when really the problem is how it's grown or what it's sprayed with or all of the above and so that's one of the things our farm is going to be unique about that you're not going to like you may have an complete like aversion to nightshades or have a complete aversion to some food but not our food because it's grown different and that was like I'm pretty pumped about where we're growing our food this year because that was the best soil that we tested. Mm -hmm. How deep? It was like three, three and a half feet of topsoil. Which if you ask any farmer, um, they don't have topsoil anymore. They have dirt. And then that dirt gets sprayed with synthetic fertilizers and GMO food. And you have food. Food can't grow there. That's why you have to regenerate the land because food can't grow. All right, anything else that I'm missing about your education? We'll get a little bit further into what food does. Because I know the answer to that. I didn't know if you guys had learned the answer.
1: What food does to our body?
0: No, why is it important to have a nutritionally dense food? Like, what does the food actually do in your body? Like, why would it be important to buy an organic tomato as opposed to a genetically modified one? What is the, like, why in the world would I spend more money on that?
2: Well, obviously, you're not getting the chemicals that they're spraying on them. Um,
0: So that would be part one. You decrease your toxic load.
2: I don't know all the biochemistry behind what (laughs) happens in your body, though.
0: So here's one of the cool things. So this is kind of what we did the last time. It was like you guys asked me, and I was like kind of teaching you some new stuff. So your liver goes through phase one and phase two detoxification, and there's this thing called cytochrome P450. It's a pathway. It's a, like deep rabbit hole of biochemistry if you wanted to look into this. The greens that you eat actually feed the mechanisms to activate cytochrome P450. So if you want to be able to metabolize any of the chemicals in your life, you have to be able to activate that pathway. And that's where the greens of this thing comes from. Um, And the neuroendocrine disruptors that are in and around our life have only increased. And what I mean by that is just the chemicals that, that touch us. And they, they mostly affect women because they affect the endocrine system. And they're typically estrogenergic. So um, you're talking about somebody who, anybody who has a thyroid symptom like you're seeing this afternoon, any menopausal symptoms, any depression, any anxiety, um, bloating, uh, diarrhea, constipation, all of these things tend to have endocrine system touches into it and eating food that is nutrient dense is something that is going to actually help them um, decrease those symptoms and get back to a normal state. So if, if somebody's coming in and, and you know, you're know you talking about the liver and P450, this is a direct transition into what are you eating, where's the source that you're getting your food and if you f- you're finding somebody who's stalling out and not working, where you get your food might be one of the questions we have to start asking. Not just what are you eating, but where are you getting it? Mm-hmm. And I think that's so frustrating. It's like, you can eat completely healthy and think that you're eating completely healthy and still be overloading a toxic burden in your body. Yeah. Yeah. And I have I have patients that are like that is, that are very frustrated where their inputs that they're putting in are not matching their outputs. And we have to figure out what's... What's going on here? That ain't right. All right. Um, Elizabeth, you are going to start doing kind of a filtering job at our office. Can you tell people what we're going to start doing with that?
3: We're going to start um, helping new patients, guiding them and when they call in. That way they don't feel like they're in a black hole. Right. They call and... um We'll just be filtering in the direction of using questions to see where they're at um, physically, mentally, just what's going on, right. why they are calling, trying to decipher what doctor
0: and who to go, wise, what, what door fits them best to come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the things I'm excited about that is like, especially you being a good part of this nutritional team. What if somebody calls in and they think they have you know, this issue? And through some of your questioning, you're like, oh, my goodness, you have very clearly some diet problems contributing to your to your issue. Mm-hmm. What if you come see this nutrition team sooner, faster, with less money? What if that solves your problem and you don't even have to go up the chain to the doctor? Right. And that's one of the goals. Yeah, we'll
3: be able to place them in the right pla-
0: place. Place them in the right place. Mm-hmm. We'll hopefully be able to get to people faster.
3: Yep. Because yep. I think a lot of times – especially when you're hurting, people want you to listen. Mm-hmm. And as s- someone who's a good doctor, like <laughs> Dr. Cano, <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> um, you get busy, yeah. and you have less and less time to listen. And not that you don't want to listen, it's just that you have less time to do it. And if, if it's a food ra- realm or a nutrition realm or even environmental, because a lot of times I do hear that. I hear the, well, I eat good. Um, well, you know, 80, 20, I, I eat good though, and I'm still having these issues. Well, sometimes you know, if you were just mentioning a lot of the toxins that we mm-hmm. have in our society now affects everybody and in different ways, um, I think that you, they just have to listen and to be able to in a more have more time, less money, mm-hmm. everybody's open to that.
0: Yeah, I agree. All right, before we're done. I'm going to spring a question on to all three of you. Um, We just had some major turnover here at our office. Um, Some for some good reasons, some for not fun reasons, but we are, I'm pretty excited about where we're moving forward, but what have you guys learned the most over the last probably six months here at our office with how it's changed? Because it's changed pretty dramatically. To be fair, folks, I did not tell them I was going I to s- ask them this. And this is kind of a fresh and mean question.
1: What have we learned the most over the past six What months? have
0: you, Leah, learned the most? It doesn't have to be. Mm. Like, people are interested about our office. And I think this gives them a kind of a little peek behind the curtain a little bit on what we talk about, what we're trying to dream about. We just had a whole bunch of, well, <laughs> we had three doctors leave in three months the front desk staff person. I've never had somebody leave our office since I started six years ago. It was our first employee that's left. We lost four of them in a short period of time.
1: Mm, probably just to have um, a good work ethic and to come into the door every day with a good attitude and not uh, have, like, a heart of complaining or anything. Hmm and uh, that the people you work with are important, that you should always be encouraging and building each other up.
0: That was a pretty good Sunday school answer <laughs> from you. <laughs> you know. That was good. <laughs> I went to Sunday school. <laughs> that was good. Rachel?
2: I would say you have to find the people that you're going to be able to jam with pretty well. Yeah. And we figured that out. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And it's a growing experience. It's going to work out in the end.
0: We got some really great people. And not to say the people who left weren't great. Yeah. It was, um, you know, for multiple reasons, we don't have to get into them. It just wasn't the right fit. Yep. And so we are moving on and upward. Yep. Elizabeth, you've been doing patient care and gone through a few well, offices. I was going to say, as the oldest person in the room. You are.
3: Um, and having worked in lots of different offices in different um, genres of work, I... I think it just solidified for me personally how much I want to work here Mm. Um, because I have worked with you in another office and I have worked with you before these people left. Um, It just solidified my choice to come here and work and why I am because um, of your direction of the office. And you know there's different seasons for different reasons for everyone and I think everyone who left haven't had a different reason and it was the season of their life to do it and um, I think how you handled everything um, like I said just made it the right choice for me to stay and continue on in the dreams that I have for my own personal working
0: oh thank you for saying that of course. My vision for Crossroads when I started it was um, a roundtable with multiple different professions around it, whether it was acupuncture and counseling or whatever. And I think I've said this publicly a few times. And um, what it's done for me over the last four to six months has really kind of changed my vision. And I, I don't think that I'm going to need to lean on so many different professions and try to tease Crossroads into so many different areas of medicine. Mm -hmm. If they come to us and they fit well, then that's great. But I think, um, especially with individuals like you guys, man, I can take what I've learned, especially with patient care, but also through school and education with patient care. And I can hopefully give as much of it to you guys so that you can actually help me be better and see more people and, not be so stressed, and still have a good you know, work ethic, like you said, Leia, and still give good care. I don't ever want to get so busy that I stop listening to people or start giving poor care. We were close this morning, me and Rachel. <laughs> it was crazy, but we did it, and I would never have been able to do it without you guys, so that's why I'm excited about this group, is that hopefully I can identify nutritional gaps or issues with people quickly and say, you need to go see my nutritional team. They will spend the time, they will keep you accountable, and I don't want to see you for another three to four months until you figure out your food life first and see how many of your physical ailments are actually coming from what you're eating.
3: Well, and it'll be really exciting too at the end of three and four months when they come back to you.
0: It'll be great. With the reporting. It'll be great. It'll
3: be really exciting. Okay.
0: Anything else? Thanks for coming on. I know that was outside of (laughs) y'all's comfort zone. You did good.